Okay, hey everyone. I hope all is well with you. So today I thought I'd talk a little bit about the views of the eminent existentialist psychologist Rollo May. More specifically, I want to try to say something about what he takes to be a real important connection between anxiety or despair and freedom and creativity. And um, this is something that he discusses in his book from 1981 called Freedom and Destiny. Okay, well, let's give it a shot then. Okay, well, you know what, let me just begin with something pretty obvious. Namely, a lot of us tend to think of anxiety and despair as a bad thing. And so, what do we do about it? Well, we usually do everything we can to avoid it, right? Or, if we're confronted by it, we try hard to either repress it right away, or do whatever we can to distract ourselves from it, or we resort to a pharmaceutical fix. What we often don't realize, though, and this is the basic message today, is how constructive anxiety and despair can actually be. Actually, I think Albert Camus was expressing something like this when he said that there's no love of life without despair of life. And uh, you know what? It seems to me that Jean-Paul Sartre, too, meant something similar when he said that human life begins on the far side of despair. The point is that anxiety and despair shouldn't be something that we avoid and see just as a kind of terrible suffering, but rather it's something that we should embrace for the, well, for the vitalizing and creative impetus it can provide for us. Okay, well, so let's get into more detail and talk about Rollo May's view on this then, because it strikes me as a uh, super valuable. So, first of all, I think May would say that both anxiety and despair are unavoidable features of human existence. They just follow from being um, self-conscious beings. Actually, it's interesting. He says somewhere that the worst condition of all is to boast about never having been in despair, because that means that you've never really been conscious of yourself at all. Anyway, this said, I think May makes a distinction between despair and anxiety that's important. So, for him, despair is something that arises when we glimpse the, the simple and stark realities of life. You know, that we're finite beings and that we're limited in all sorts of ways. That can be tough to acknowledge and truly accept, and it causes us deep consternation. On the other hand, Anxiety is something that arises when we glimpse just how free we really are, or how much potentiality really exists. This gives us anxiety because we don't know what to do with it, and because we don't want to live up to it and take on the responsibility that comes with it. Actually, it's interesting. Uh, May references Dostoevsky's Grand Inquisitor here. May says that because most of us fear our freedom— and the burden that it carries, will gladly give it up for comfort and predictability and happiness. Well, this is what the Grand Inquisitor understood very well. He understood that freedom is a burden and a distress that most of us are unable or unwilling to shoulder. And so if we're offered a life of protection and order 
and conformity from the church. Most of us will take that over our individual freedom any day. Much easier to be happy than free, right? Okay, but as much as despair and anxiety are features of human existence, and as difficult as these emotions can be, May obviously doesn't want us to avoid them. And the reason for this is because he thinks that the only way to be truly free and impassioned and creative in life is to face, accept, and use these emotions and their revelations. So, for example, in the case of facing up to despair, that's a good thing, because it forces us to confront the realities of life, and so because of that, to really see what's most important and essential. When you genuinely face your finitude, what happens is that all the trivialities and distractions and the crap just drop away and you begin to see clearly what matters. As uh, May himself says, Despair is the smelting furnace which melts out the impurities of the ore. The point is that facing up to despair, as hard as it might be, can prove tremendously motivational and it can give us more singular focus than we ever had before. And uh, as for facing up to our anxiety, well, that's absolutely crucial too, says May. Now, remember that anxiety signals how much freedom we really have, right? And that can be paralyzing and tough to accept. But it's not something that we should avoid. And that's because as much as safety and predictability and conformity is reassuring, what these things ultimately do is they make us impotent to create. We all need some chaos to renew and to create. As Nietzsche famously said, one must still have chaos in oneself to give birth to a dancing star. And uh, actually, let's not forget the old uh, Greek creation myths. I mean, what brings the ordered cosmos into existence? What's there as the source and wellspring of Gaia and Uranus and such? Well, none other than that primordial, dark, shadowy realm of energy, chaos. The point is that for May, creativity is called forth from each one of us by the inevitable conflicts and chaos endemic to human existence. This is what some anxiety and chaos can do. It can help to build ourselves up anew in a way not possible within the comfortable parameters of life, untroubled by the new and the unexpected. Actually, you know, something like this is what Sartre meant by the quote of his that I mentioned earlier, namely, that human life begins on the far side of despair. That's to say, once we allow ourselves to experience anxiety and despair and not evade it, which is to say, once we have the courage and the strength to accept that nothing is definite and fixed, then we become genuinely free to shape our own lives the way we want. All of this is just to say that a genuine human life can only begin once we recognize our freedom. <laughs>